0: Either way, welcome to episode 89. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm literally sitting in my car recording this episode between middle school basketball games. My eighth grade son's conference is going on today. We had to travel 60 miles to get to the town that's hosting the conference. It was also a run day, so I set the alarm on a Saturday to get my run in before heading out for my son's game at 8 a.m. Now, it took a little of mind management on my part while on my run to fully embrace that I get to do these things instead of falling into the trap of feeling kind of trapped by a schedule and on the weekends or feeling too busy. Can you relate? So here I am recording my episode in between games in the car because I don't want to miss a week and I'm super excited about sharing today's topic with you. Today's topic is a good one. It's a big one for me. It was a big one for me years ago or years back. Three, actually, or maybe four years ago. And it took me a while to fully act on it, to really get behind it. So as the title implies, the topic of today is drinking, basically. I feel like it's a controversial topic and I'm okay with that. I'm okay if you don't agree with me on this topic and I'll love you just the same. I promise. I've been wanting to talk about it on the podcast for a while now because thanks to a podcast episode by a coach who I listen to regularly, it got me thinking, really thinking and ultimately it made me decide to quit drinking completely and that was four years ago today and I am grateful that this coach chose to bring the topic up because it ended up changing my life. And maybe I'm that person for you today. So if you're still listening, scoot a little closer and let's start talking. Are you ready? I have to tell you today, as in these days, I really enjoy talking about the topic of quitting alcohol. But guess what? I didn't used to. In fact, when I first listened to the podcast that inspired me, I blew the podcast host and her ideas off and very nonchalantly kind of thought, well, I don't feel like I have a problem. I actually enjoy my after work glass of wine or glasses of wine. I remember thinking I liked the taste of wine and I really enjoyed the light buzz it created. It created a little bit of a buffer between me and everything and everybody else including my kids and husband right can you relate runner friend we drink for the following three reasons is what i came across in my research for today's topic one could be pain management two stress reduction and three celebrations my reasons were definitely the latter two so I first started toying with the idea of quitting alcohol the same year I started running. Almost five years ago today, I remember thinking to myself that having a couple glasses of wine the night before going out for a 5am run was probably not the best way to hydrate myself. Hmm, light bulb moment. And it probably wasn't helping my run Annie. I also started noticing that I was often short with my kids and their questions after having a drink this was also the time when i was working on decreasing my negative self-talk and improving my self-compassion and let me tell you what alcohol wasn't helping me improve either my impetus for quitting alcohol was that i wanted to increase my mind body and especially spiritual connection i finally admitted to myself after mulling it over for a while that I was feeling shame around my daily alcohol use. And to put it into perspective, we're talking approximately two glasses at night during the week, maybe three on a weekend night. So there was no getting hammered, but there was a consistent self-medication, self-soothing of daily stress, maybe boredom. And wine became the, wine became the escape. So if you're not a drinker, I invite you to consider for yourself what, if any, escape you indulge in daily? Maybe Netflixing, maybe social mediaing, obviously running, of course. And as long as you're fine with it, it's okay. But the trick is to be to ourselves when we ask and answer this question. Like me, it was easy to justify the wine. It didn't seem addictive. The real question really is if you're using alcohol, Netflix, social media, even running or whatever vice or whatever you want to label it, if you're using it as an escape and you don't really want the results that it gives you checked out would be the best way for me to describe it. I'll leave the addiction talk to the professionals. But i want to share some facts about alcohol's impact on your body that you might not be aware of i know i wasn't truly considering the impact on a on the body from drinking alcohol after a run for instance you know the beer run and this is what runner's world says in addition to recovering the body now must divert energy to breaking down the alcohol entering your bloodstream inhibiting crucial functions like repairing exercise induced muscle damage alcohol also impacts your immune system blocking inflammatory responses vital to this process for chronic drinkers the negative effect on immunity can lead to more illness and fewer training days End of quote. so similarly the most popular time to enjoy alcohol is in the evening. I found that out through my research before bedtime, actually, which directly impacts our quality of sleep. Clearly not great for, especially not for an AM runner or AM athlete. but the irony is that alcohol, according to this article is the most popular sleep aid in the country. This being the U S which according to a sleep specialist is because and i'm quoting people can't distinguish between being sedated and being asleep end of quote let's explore the quality of sleep after alcohol as runners i think we can agree that we're always looking to aid our recovery through quality sleep right can you relate and if you agree you might be shocked to learn the following Alcohol suppresses your central nervous system and therefore doesn't provide high quality rest. Since alcohol relaxes a lot of the muscles involved with breathing, you may breathe less deeply as you sleep, lowering your oxygen saturation levels. And when you don't get enough O2, your body responds by waking you up. And since alcohol suppresses deep sleep, It impacts the production of growth hormone, too. I know a lot of runners go alcohol-free during specific race training, but it would seem the negative impacts of alcohol are there even when not preparing for a race. Your regular training runs require the best of you, too. Not surprisingly, alcohol impacts a part of the brain that's responsible for planning, exerting judgment, reasoning, and suppressing impulsive behavior. We've all felt the confidence that a couple of drinks imbue us with. And seeing that alcohol directly impairs a mental faculty responsible for reasoning and judgment, it explains why it might be hard for us to accurately judge our own drinking, our own relationship with alcohol. We're literally not our own best judge Are the best judge of our own character. So let's say you're looking to make a change. You're looking to release alcohol out of your life. As we pivot, I think it's easy to focus on lack, as in lack of alcohol, lack of a buzz, lack of an escape. That's definitely why I told myself that I wasn't ready for well over a year. My invitation to you, runner friend, if this is where you find yourself, is that you turn this outlook on its head and focus on what you want to bring more of into your life in place of alcohol, in place of the buzz, in place of the escape. Is it maybe more connection with loved ones? Being a runner, is it maybe more as in better recovery? Is it more creativity? Is it more training? Maybe something else, maybe more life, more life lived being present. For me, it was a mix of everything mentioned above. What kept me from it though, was once I'd had a glass or two of wine in the evening, my mental faculties were sort of numbed. And so fitting activities such as writing podcast episodes, they didn't happen right after that. Do you get what I'm saying? Nurturing my goals didn't happen. One of the biggest lies that I think we tell ourselves and what keeps us stuck, is that will be boring will be boring to be around but reality is we can still socialize and we can still be funny and what you might actually find or what you might discover is new activities during the times that you would otherwise have been zoned out with a drink in its place you might desire to do something different and so if you've ever entertained giving up alcohol but not been truly committed. I hope I'm the voice that inspires you today. You're not alone, email me. My email is in the show notes if you'd like a friend during this. Thanks for listening, runner friend. I'll see you next week. I'd like to tell you about a very special event I'm offering this summer. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel happier, more confident and empowered while running, I invite you to join me this summer at the Running Line Body and Mind Women's Retreat right here in North Central Wyoming at the foothills of the majestic Bighorn Mountains. I'll personally work with you to help you how to take the chore out of running. The retreat will teach you that running can be a vital and enjoyable part of your life. But most importantly, the five-day in-person experience will help you connect to you. To learn more, see the link in our show notes. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.